Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman with your host, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. I want to first thank all of my returning followers and welcome every new listener that tunes into this podcast. Um, I thank God for you all. Um, and She Shall Be Called Woman is streaming on other platforms, so you can find us on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, even on Apple podcast so check out some of the other streaming platforms um, in order to tune into our show Uh, before we get started I want to shout out my grandson Dakota I want to just say happy birthday to you Um, I love you so much I pray that you're having an amazing morning and I can't wait to see you amen and so let's go ahead and go before the Lord God I thank you for this opportunity, Lord God, to come before your presence, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for the things that you have given me for your daughters, oh God, and even your sons, God. I thank you right now and I ask, Lord God, that you will decrease me and increase in me your spirit. Let the people hear, oh God. Let they that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we are going to go right into our lesson and our text for this morning. Um, I want to thank all of my uh, sponsors for this podcast. Uh, I thank you for your contribution. It it is definitely, hallelujah, appreciated. Thank you for your love and your support um, by donating to this uh, podcast. We're going to go to Psalm 19 and 14. Psalm 19 and 14. I'm going to be reading out of the King James version in your hearing and the word of God said let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O Lord my strength and my redeemer and for this hour for these few moments we're just going to talk about transformation conversations transformation conversations So the word transformation is uh, described in one of the definitions as the act or the operation of changing the form or the external appearance. Um, In another definition, it is defined as metamorphosis when it deals with insects. It's it's the change of form. So when the caterpillar goes from the caterpillar into the butterfly. Another definition is described as the change of the soul into a divine substance as among the mystics. But the one definition that I really liked uh, was it said that transformation is a change of heart. My God. Transformation is a change of heart in in men and women. It's a change of heart by which dispositions and temper are conformed to the divine image. Uh, And if you think about it, back in Genesis, the Bible says that, that Jesus, my God, the Bible says that God said, let us make man, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. It was God that first spoke us into existence my God spiritually it was God that said that he wanted to make man and woman into the image of God so initially the image oh my God the image of man the image of woman was created just like the image 
of God, a divine image. And so the definition, it says, by which disposition and temper are conformed to the divine image. That means it's, it's we're going back. Now, listen, we are in quarantine. We are at a stay-at-home uh, order by the CDCs and by the governor in some states. Well, it depends on where you are. Either your state is shut down or they begin uh, first phases of the state's reopening. Uh, and so a lot of times people are 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 thinking about returning, oh my God, to the things that they used to return to. You you want the nail shops to open. You, you want the beauty supply stores to open. You may want your favorite movie theater to open. You may want your club, your favorite club uh, to open, your favorite hangout to open, but you're ready to return to something that you were doing. Well, I just came just for a few minutes to speak about the transformation conversations. One thing, oh my God, that you should you should not want to return to is the conversations ah Marshall the conversations that we used to have Jesus help me Lord the conversations that we used to have before the pandemic now I'm not saying that everyone's conversation was unbecoming unto God but what I will say is that the Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God so whether your sin was your mouth or your sin was your heart the Bible says that no one can say, oh my God, that they are without sin. Ah, otherwise they are a liar, my God. And so we want things to open, but one thing we don't want open ah, is the, the, the mouth that used to be open before the pandemic, before the quarantine, before the shutdown. One thing we want to make sure of, oh my God, is, is, is while we're shut down, uh, that we learn how to shut up. Mm. While we're shut down, we not only learn how in this shut in, uh, my God, to to be content with where God has us, uh, but we also have to make sure that the words of our mouths and and the meditation of our hearts is acceptable in the Lord's sight. Uh, Otherwise, uh, my, my mama used to say and my grandma used to say when we were growing up, if you don't have nothing good to say, then don't say nothing at all. So while you're shut in, I dare you to just shut up the transformation conversations, uh, a change of heart. That means I don't want to go back to do the things that I used to do. I don't want to go back and and say the things that I used to say. I don't want to go back and and act the way I used to act before this pandemic. Everything can open, but if everything opens, uh, I want to make sure that my heart is open to hear something new of the Lord and I show that I don't want to speak uh, in the manner that I used to speak. I want to be changed, oh my God, by the renewing of my mind. I want to be transformed, hallelujah, by the renewing of my mind. And so as I was looking into doing the research for the transformation conversations, one thing that the Lord led me to was the talk show, ah, the talk show uh, called The Talk. 
The Talk was, uh, is a talk show, uh, and it was created uh, back uh, in 2010 is where their first episode was aired uh, by Sarah Gilbert. Uh, she aired her first episode on October 18, 2010 um, about uh, The Talk, and, and the basic uh, thing about the show, it, it, it's a broadcast, oh my God, it's a broadcast where they discuss things about current events and, and pop culture and contemporary issues and or families. And, and the opening segment, oh my God, used the hashtag everybody talks. Mm, my God. And and so everybody talks. And, and so what they would do is they would go down the list uh, of current events. What's going on now? Can you see where we are right now, ladies? So the, the current event is the quarantine. The current event, uh, my God, the, the current event that's going on in the land is COVID-19. That's been the talk of the town. That, that's been the conversation out of everybody's mouth. Whether you're speaking for it, ah, Mishitria, or speaking against it, whether you're praying about it, my God, or, or discussing where did it come from. Nevertheless, the current event in, in 2020 uh, on this day of May 16th is COVID-19, the coronavirus. You're either talking about someone you know that have it or someone that you heard of passing from it, but the conversation in the land right now is COVID-19, uh, my God. And, and so what's the talk, uh, the transformation conversation, what's going on right Right now is the coronavirus and and we're talking about it ah she did we're talking about it in groups ah just like the talk show we're we're talking about it in groups we're assembling to have such discussions ah whether it be in the form of church or bible study but nevertheless you can find this conversation uh, all throughout the world it doesn't matter your religion or your relationship uh, you find this conversation in every situation uh, you find the conversation in churches. Ah, you find the conversations in the White House. Oh my God, you find it in everyone's separate homes. You find it in group chats and group texts. You find out that everybody is talking, just like the talk says, hashtag everybody talks. But one thing the Lord was showing me, oh my God, he said transformation means to change. It, it, it means to cause to turn or, or to alter. It, it Transformation means to make different. Ah, she did also. See, a lot of, oh my God, one of the definitions of transformation was, was, was to shift. Ah, my God, it was to shift. It, it, it means to put one thing in place of another. Ah, my God, it, it means to put one thing. Ah, the way I used to talk, I, I want to talk different now. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. My God, in thy sight, oh, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer, the one that paid it all for me. Hallelujah. And so, and so now we see uh, that it means to shift. So think about it. Every time we hear uh, the preacher preach about the shift, uh, we, we, we look outwardly uh, at, at things moving. Uh, and we look outwardly and spiritually as things being different. Uh, but I dare you to look on the inside of who you are. Because out of the abundance of the heart, uh, the mouth speaks. So, so can you shift uh, from the inside out? Can you shift your conversation from negative to positive. Uh, my daughter, she makes these teacups uh, that I truly love and, and they're called 
positivity, uh, T-E-A, and she said we sip pinkies out, uh, but we're changing the conversations into something positivity, my God, uh, hallelujah, and so one thing, can you imagine the shift happening, uh, not outside of you, but within you, can you see the shift taking place, uh, the things that you used to say, you no longer want to say, uh, you know that there's been a transformation when the places you used to long to go, you don't even care about going. Uh, you know that there's a transformation uh, when the things that you want to say, uh, the Holy Ghost will arrest your tongue uh, and you won't say, not only will you not say it, but you will feel guilty for thinking, ha, oh, my God, you will feel guilty for even thinking about saying it. See, conversation is not just what you talk about, it's, it's the things that you meditate on, uh, it's the things that goes on in your mind. Uh, the first conversation, I show the first conversation that you have before you pick up the phone to talk someone else is a conversation in your mind. Uh, the first conversations, thank you God, the first conversations that you have, uh, my God, is, is a conversation with your own self. Should I call her and tell her about this person? You have a conversation first with you before you even turn it into gossip, before you turn it into negative conversations. You have a conversation with you and this is why we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind because the conversation first takes place in your head. Uh, the conversation first takes place in your mind. It's the things that you think on. It's the things that you meditate on. It's the things that uh, sure, that comes in your thought process. Uh, the first conversation that has to be changed is the one that you have with yourself. Uh, because if you can catch it in the thought, uh, my God, pulling down of the straw, if you can catch it in your thought, then, then it won't even release and, 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 and come out of your mouth. If you can catch it in your thought, let the words of my mouth and, and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Conversation, oh my God. Conversation, hashuduriyasa. Conversation. What is conversation? So when I looked up the word conversation, I found in Easton's Bible Dictionary that conversation is social intercourse. My God, what do you mean, Red, that conversation is social intercourse? Yes, conversation is a social way that we become intimately fellowshipping together by our verbiage. Oh, my God. It's a conversation. The reason why God said, the reason why is that it's intimate. Uh, so the reason why that it's a social intercourse uh, because some conversations uh, pleases you. Uh, my God, sometimes people want to hear the negative. Uh, they want to hear the tea. They, they want to hear the gossip. Uh, they want to hear all the things that you got to say. So it's a social intercourse. Uh, see, my God, uh, and you are attracted. Uh, so, see, you can't even have, uh, my God, uh, excuse me, but this is a grown-up show. You can't even have uh, intercourse unless you are attracted uh, to the, the, the person that, that you want to have intercourse with. Oh my God. You can't even have intercourse uh, until you are intimate. Uh, you are close enough, my God, to have intercourse. You have to be close to that person. So the conversation that becomes uh, my show, social intercourse are the ones that you have intimately with the people that you surround yourself with. My God, but you have to understand that before you get surrounded with them, you're surrounded with your heart vomit. You're surrounded with the things that have been stored up in this file cabinet.
cabinet, whether it be because you were hurt or deceived, manipulated, hallelujah, and it doesn't matter what happened, what matters is out of the abundance of your heart, oh my God, your mouth is talking. If you want to know what a person is going through, listen. If if, if you want to know what a person has been through, just listen. If you want to know what a person is capable of, just listen to them. My God, nothing is hidden when the mouth comes open. Ah, you, you begin to hear, ah, Marshall, you begin to hear the, the spirits that you're dealing with when, when one's mouth is open, when, once they begin to, to, to speak, and ah, sure, once they begin to regurgitate some of the stuff that is stored inside of them, ah, I like to call heart vomit, ah, once they begin to release, ah, Marshall, the things that are in the heart, ah, it spills all over the place. God said, it's time for a transformation of your conversations. I, I, Marshall, I know you trying to dress different and I know you want to go through this, this spiritual makeover. I, you want to go through this glam look. You, you want to go through this whole transformation of your wardrobe. Yeah, you want to change your hair. You, you want to change your clothes. God said, change your conversation. My God, change your conversation. It needs a makeover. Ephesians 4 and 22 says that ye put off concerning the former conversations, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. See, the things that we talked about before we were transformed, before we were coming into the knowing of God and the understanding of how he speaks, uh, we got to put away those former conversations because the former conversations is attached to the old man. Uh, you can't attach an old man and a new man. I uh, shall so Somebody's got to go. Uh, so you can't split yourself. Uh, my God, you you can't clone yourself and, and one minute you the old man, uh, but next Sunday you the new man. You you gotta figure out what I show you gotta figure out which side you're gonna be on. I uh, decree and declare that we are going to be on the Lord's side and, and we are going to be transformed, uh, my God, in our conversations, not just in our conduct. See, that also, thank you, God. See, not just in your conduct, you gotta think about it, ladies. Think. Think, think, listen, listen. It's not just how you act. Ah, sure. See, because how you act, uh, it, it, it's based off of what you talked about before you start acting the way you act. Uh, see, see, you can't just act any kind of way. I'm not sure without hearing. I'm not sure some of the things that come into your ear. You, you know how you used to think about a person, and, and you know that they're a nice person. Uh, but as soon as somebody come and get in your ear, you begin to look at that person a little different. Ah, uh, why, why? Because some. Someone has transformed your thought process by converting, by conversating with you, by talking to you about someone, and now you don't have the same concept or respect for a person based off of what you heard. God said it's time for the transformation of conversations. It's time for the old man to be put to death. There's a lot of people dying in COVID, but I dare you to put your conversation on the death list. I dare you to write out your own 
own death certificate for your old man conversation. I dare you to say today, God, I, I want to transform my conversations. I want the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, the things that I think on to be acceptable in thy sight. Well, God, what does it mean to be acceptable in thy sight? It, it means to be agreed upon. I, God, I want you to agree with what I'm saying. I shall, every time I open my mouth, I, I want you to have to come into agreement with what it is that I'm saying. God would not agree with you if you was talking about folks. God, God would not agree with you if you was being evil and messy. I sure, if you was being evil and messy with other people, my God, God would not agree with you because, see, God cannot, I sure, God cannot entertain that type of conduct or conversations. Oh my God, he can't entertain that type of conversations. First Peter 2 and 12 says, having your conversations honest among the Gentiles that whereas they speak against you, mm, speak against you as evildoers, they may say they may by your good works uh, which they shall behold uh, glorify God in the day of visitation see it doesn't matter what they speak about you as long as you continue to do the good deeds because what's going to happen is they're going to see it uh, they, whereas they speak against you uh, oh my God as evildoers they may see by your good works uh, which they shall behold uh, they're going to see that you didn't comment uh, they're going to see that you didn't even reply see conversation is also a response. Conversation is also a comment. Conversation is also a, 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 a like. I sure. See, you don't, I'm not sure. And I'm speaking about likes because we on Facebook, we on social media. Conversation is also when you scroll it and you see something that agrees with your spirit and so you hit like because that's how you feel. You just had social intercourse with someone you was attracted to what they said and then you begin to share the post because it speaks to what's inside of you. It's a conversation my God that you can't get rid of because it's on the inside of you. God said but I need you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, In the beginning of this pandemic God began to speak to me and he said that, that, that you need to guard your gates. You need to guard your gates. Not just your eye gates. What you look at. Not just your, your heart gates. My God. What you feel and, and what you sense. My God. He said but your ear gates. What you allow people to come and put in your ear. I don't want to hear nothing negative because I'm in the process of transformation conversation. I don't respond to everything. I show, And I don't have to because I want to respond to the things that can be acceptable in my father's sight. He's the one who redeemed me. My God. Hallelujah. He's the one. My Lord. Who redeemed me. I, I want the words of my mouth. And, and I want the meditation of my heart. I shall to be acceptable in his sight. For he is my Lord. My redeemer. Hallelujah. I just need him to be pleased. Hallelujah. Have you ever just wanted God to be pleased with what you're doing? Or have you ever wanted God to be pleased in what you're saying? The, the conversation, my God, the things that are coming out of your mouth, you got to make sure that they are the things that God allowed to come out of his mouth. They have to stand in agreement with who he is. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. How I feel. It doesn't matter matter my God what 
I've been through. It doesn't matter what they've spoken about me. I have to make sure that my conversation uh, is agreed upon by God. I gotta make sure that no matter what they said, no matter what they did, that when I respond, that when I, uh, my God, reply, that my, my response and my reply will be pleasing unto God. I gotta make sure, hallelujah, I gotta make sure I got to make sure, my God, that what I do is pleasing unto him. Ladies, I'm not going to hold you long. But I just want you to know today that it's time for a transformation of conversation. It is time for a transformation of conversation. Amen. And the show, the talk, mm, the show, the talk, was mirrored. Was mirrored by another show called The View. Ah, thank you, God. Glory, glory. The show, the talk, was mirrored by another show of women called The View. The View deals with perception, how you see things. My God. See, now we got the talk and we got the view. Ladies, this is a show called And She Shall Be Called Woman. It doesn't matter what they've called you in the past. It doesn't matter what they said about you in the days of old. Oh my God. It doesn't matter, hallelujah, how they scandalize your name. It doesn't matter how they gossiped about you. Mm, my God. It doesn't matter how they spoke evil against what you did. Hallelujah. What matters is that you change your conversation. Mm. Matthew 5 and 37 says, but let your communication be yay, yay or nay, nay, for whatsoever is more than these cometh of evil. My God, a, a, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and, and an evil man out of the evil bringeth forth evil things. We want to have good treasures. E Ephesians 4 and 29 says, let no corru corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Mm, that means you can't stop what they say, but you can stop what you reply, respond, hallelujah, comment, like. You can respond. You can control what you say. My God, it said, let no communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. See, we got to make sure that because people are listening, people are looking, people are understanding who we are based off of what we say, not based off of where we are, not based off of who we so much roll with, but what we speak out of our mouths. My God, it, it says, but now ye also put off all these anger and wrath and, and malice and blasphemy and filthy communication out of your mouth. See, the thing is, God doesn't want us to speak uh, in filth. He doesn't want us to speak anything that is against what he has spoken. It said, let your Colossians 4 and 6 says, let your spirit 
speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. See, let me explain something to you. My God, you don't have to. You don't have to answer everybody. But you will have to answer to God. You don't have to answer everybody. My God, but you will have to give an account for God for the things that you have done in this borrowed body and in, in this borrowed tomb that you are living in. You will have to answer God for the things that you have said. Uh, and, and, and even before, oh my God, you perish away, you, you may have to give an account. Philippians 1 and 27 says, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, uh, striving together for the faith of the gospel. See, God doesn't have to come here to hear. I'm not sure. He doesn't doesn't have to come here in order to hear. He can hear what you're saying now. God God told me a long time ago, he said, daughter, it doesn't matter what they say behind your back because what they say behind your back, they still say to my face. Uh, So you don't have to worry about the naysayers. Uh, You don't have to worry about the gossipers. Uh, You don't have to worry about the backbiting. God said, whatever they said behind your back, uh, they said it straight up to my face. Ah, my God. My God. First Peter 1 and 15 says, but as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversations. Ah, I don't care what nobody else told you. I, I came to tell you today that it's time for a transformation of conversations. Amen. Let us pray, God. We thank you right now. We thank you for the word that has gone forth on today, God. We thank you for your word that has guided us into a place in our heart, Lord God. That we want to speak different. We want to be different. We want to think different, Lord God. So that we may be in your image and in your likeness, Lord God. We want to say what you've said. Not only about us, but through us, oh God. We only want to speak those things that are acceptable, that you agree with. Hallelujah. So God, fix our mouths, oh God. While you fix our mouth, fix our minds, God. And help fix our hearts because we know that it seats all information, oh God. It, It is the seat of everything hurt, Lord God, the the seed of every emotion, oh God. And so we ask that you will fix our heart because if you fix our heart, it'll fix our mind. And once it fix our mind, it'll fix our mouth, oh God. So fix us in our hearts, oh God, that we may please you in in our words, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And so I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of And She Shall Be Called Woman. It is season two, and this is our second episode. Amen. Uh, I want to thank you guys for your support. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, And She Shall Be Called Woman. Tune in every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock on Anchor FM. Hallelujah for another episode of this show each week. And we thank all of our sponsors. If you want to be a sponsor for this podcast, once you go to Anchor FM, you just click on the sponsor link and you can make a donation, a monthly contribution of either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. Go ahead, stretch out to the $9.99 a month. This donation actually helps sustain the future episodes. And so ladies, Again, I want to thank you. I thank God for each and every one of you. And until then, always remember, ladies, that you are fearfully and 
wonderfully made. Amen. For tuning in to and she shall be called woman with your host for the hour reverend kathy lafleur i just want to thank you for tuning in again today and remember you can tune in for new episodes every saturday morning at 11 a.m pacific standard time on anchor fm you can also find us streaming on spotify breaker google Podcasts. we're on overcast pocket cast radio public and we're also on Castbox and apple podcast so you can go to any one of those streaming platforms and catch the show be sure to follow us on our facebook page and she shall be called woman and we now have an instagram page just look for and she shall be called woman logo and follow us there for new information and updates i want to thank all of my returning followers and of course welcome all of the new listeners to the show Um, We do have some sponsor information available, but I'll give you that at the end of the show. Um, Let's go ahead and go into prayer so we can get right into our lesson of the day. Today is May 23rd, 2020 on Saturday. Amen. So let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you right now for all that you have already done, God. We thank you, O God, that you have watched over us, Lord, that you have covered us, that you have kept us, God, in the midst of it all, that you alone are God, and we acknowledge you to be our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory on this morning for this word that you have given me, for your daughters, for your people, Lord God, for those that are looking and seeking after the voice of the Lord. I thank you, and I ask you right now, God, that you would decrease me. Lord God, and allow your spirit to increase. Speak now to the people that are listening out for your voice, oh God. Give us instructions and directions. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so the scripture reading is going to come from a familiar text for us this morning. If you can turn with me to Psalm 23. Amen. Psalm 23, a very familiar text in your hearing. Psalm 23, and I'm going to be reading it from the King James Version. So if you have a different translation, that's okay. I'm just going to be reading it from the King James Version. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And so we are going to talk this morning about God in control. 
God in control. Hallelujah. God is in control. We're going to talk about God in control. And so when we look at this passage, we look at Psalm 23, we know that the writer is David and and we understand that he is writing this particular psalm describing what the Lord and who the Lord and how the Lord is to him. But I just want to let you know on this 23rd, huh? 23rd day of May in this 23rd Psalm that the same Lord and the same God that David was writing about, we too can understand this text in our own homes and for our own selves. We can explain to others who God is to us. God in control is the Lord that is our shepherd. Ah, my God. And so let's go ahead and break down the text just verse by verse, just for a few moments here. The Lord is my shepherd. And and when I was looking at it this morning, I began to focus on the word is. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, when you use the word is, is means that I've accepted it. Is means that I've accepted him as uh, my shepherd. Is means that I've claimed him to be so. Is is in the present. Uh, It means right now. Is is, ah my God, it's a word that doesn't bend or alter. It's not Compromising, it means that I'm standing on who I know that he is. It's it's a word of assurance and a word of insurance. He is my shepherd. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter what it looks like to me. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday or last night or even early this morning. The Lord is, ah, my God, he is my shepherd. Well, what is a shepherd, Rev? A shepherd is a guide. It's, a shepherd is our protector, the one who not only stands in front of me, Ah, but the one that goes before me, he's the head of my life. He is the one that gives me directions. He watches over me, makes sure that I don't go astray. He's not only my way maker, he's my caretaker. My God, he's my shepherd. The Lord is, I'm assured of this. He's my shepherd. Ah, and it says, I shall not want. Uh, well, what it mean? What does it mean not to want? Uh, not to want means not to lack for anything. It, it means not to long for anything. Things. It, it means to have the desires and to possess it. it. It means that there's no void or there's no absence of my God. I, there's no absence. There is a fulfilling of what everything that I stand in need of. I, it, it, it means uh, not just to wish, but to hope. I, he's Jehovah Jireh where I lack nothing. Oh, my God, it, he's my provider. So I don't have to worry about needing things. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, and my God will supply every need uh, according to his riches and glory. So my provider is not based off of my bank account. It doesn't have anything to do with stimulus or my checking account. It, it has everything to do with his riches and glory. And because he's rich in everything, not just financial ri- ri- riches, he's rich in hope and, and he's rich, oh my God, in, in love and he's rich in patience and rich in forgiveness. He's 
rich in all things. And because he's my shepherd, uh, that I lack nothing. Oh my God, I, I'm rich in joy. I'm, I'm rich in peace. I'm rich in my steadfastness. I'm rich, oh my God, in my prayer life. I'm rich in worship. I'm rich because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Oh my God, I don't lack nothing because he's my shepherd. And then it goes on to say, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Ah, he make me to lie down in green pastures. What does it mean that he makes me to lie down in green pastures? Well, I'm glad you asked. It means that he assembles me. Ah, he appoints. Ah, my sure. He appoints to me ah, where I should rest. He, he designates the area that is required for me to rest peacefully in him. He designates the area for me, a place where there's new opportunity. See, green represents, green is a symbol of, of, of resurrection. It's, it's green is also a sign of growth. It's, it's a sign of new beginnings, a sign of flourishing, a sign of restoration. Green is, is a sign of safety and fertility. It's, it's a symbol of freshness and, and harmony and hope. So he makes me to rest. He assembles me in a place where I can rest peacefully and knowing that there is a resurrection that's happening on the inside of me, a, a sign of growth and, and my maturity. I, I can rest in knowing that he is maturing me right where I am. He's going to show me a new beginning, a sign where I can flourish and, and be restored, a, a sign where I feel safe and a sign where I am fertile. I can produce some things. He, he makes me to lie down. He assembles me. I, he appoints me into a place, a designated place where I can just rest. Marshall, knowing that the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me, oh my God, besides the still waters. A part of a stream where there is no visible current. Still waters means that nothing is moving in chaos. Still waters mean that there's nothing disrupting or nothing disturbing. My peace, my laying down and resting in him. Still waters is a place of purification. The water represents life. Still waters where it can be still and I can see clearly. Still water. Oh my soul. Still waters. My God. He he leadeth me beside the still waters. He he doesn't take me into chaos. He, he doesn't take me into drama. He doesn't take me into a, a place where I'm disturbed and 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 and, and detoured. Oh my God. There are place where I can't see my way through. How much I am in a place where there is still waters. And then it says, my God, and he restores my soul. Well, preacher, what do you mean that he restores my soul? If, if there was ever a time when we needed our soul restored, now it's the time. In the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of politics versus religion, in the midst of bickering and arguing, in the midst of death all around, God takes me to a place where he restores my soul. My God, the key word in restoration is rest. He takes me into a place to give me time to rest. He took me off work. Why, God? So I can rest in him. He took me He took me out of church. Why, God? So I can rest in him. It's a place where I can replenish, where my soul can be revived, where I can feel renewed. 
renewed. Now I'm in the face of my shoulder. When, when things come up against me, now in the face of the enemy, now in the face of, of, of trauma, I can still rest and be restored. I, I can face the issues once I'm restored. I, I, now I can handle the attacks once I'm restored. Now I can prepare for the problems once he restores me. There's no problem too big for me to face because God is in my life. He restores what's on the inside of me. My God, hallelujah. I know that there are some things that have been restored externally. Your bank account may have been restored. Your marriage, in the midst of this rest, your marriage has been restored. Families have been restored. Friendships have been restored. My God, hallelujah. There are things that are being restored. My God, refreshed and, and renewed and revived because the Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me in the path of, path of righteousness for his name's sake. My God, glory, hallelujah. Where he takes me, it's the right directions. It's not just physically. It's not just a physical location, but it's mentally where he takes me in my mind because I don't have to think about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen later on today. He leads me in the path of righteousness. My mind is stayed on him. My heart is stayed on him. My eyes are fixed on him. My heart depends on him. He said, I lead you. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Why? For his namesake. The thing that I think are his thoughts. The thing that I speak are his words. Proverbs 4 and 11 says, I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. God will make known to us the path of our life in his presence is fullness of joy and he does it for his namesake but his representation and his reputation his name reveals his character his name reveals his attributes his name reveals his personality and his sovereignty his deity his seal and his approval his signature my God his namesake he said I'm doing it so they'll know my name I'm doing it so they'll call my name. I'm doing it so they'll depend on me. I am the God in charge. I am the God in control. I am the God of your salvation. I am the Lord, your shepherd. You shall not want. I'll restore you. I'll keep you and I'll lead you in a path of righteousness for my name's sake, my God. They'll know when they see you going the right way, it was because you're going in my, my name. I am the way, the truth, and the life. My God. Then it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley. Of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Mm. Even through uh, the plagues that are spreading throughout the land, uh, my God, everywhere you turn, death is all around us. My God Almighty, a shadow on my shore. See, a shadow can be scary. A shadow casts off an image, and it makes things appear bigger than they actually are. If you're in the 
the dark and you see a shadow, you can't really be sure what you're looking at. And the suspense of danger can frighten you. But the word says, even when I can't tell what it is, I will fear no evil because I know you're with me. The God that said he'll never leave nor forsake me. When I have to go out and shop for my family in this COVID season, I know thou are with me. When I have to go to different appointments, I will not fear because I know you are with me. They made some people go back to work, but I'm telling you, sons and daughters, don't fear for God is with you. Fear not evil because he's with you. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear no evil because the Lord God is in control. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherding tool, my God, was a staff. It was something for the shepherds to lean on in case the ground was not dry for them to sit on. It was rest for the shepherds. The, the tools are the rod and the staff. They're one tool in one. One end, my sure, is a long stick, but the back end is a hook. My God, that's called the rod. The long part is called the staff, but the see, the, the, there was a rumor going around that the, the rod was used for correction and discipline. Mm, but the shepherd doesn't beat the sheep uh, to force them to follow. I'm not sure. The rod is used for protection. It's a symbol of love. With loving kindness, he says, have I drawn thee. The curled end of the staff is the rod, and, and it was used to pull sheep out of danger. Pull you out of misfortune. Pull you out of unfortunate situations uh, when the sheep were caught uh, in the thick brush uh, or the sheep uh, masha, fell into deep waters the rod was used to defend oh my god to help you up out uh, of the deep waters uh, the rod is used uh, to help us out when we fall uh, so every time i uh, sure you think of falling think of your shepherd uh, bringing you out uh, the rod is used uh, to bring me out the rod is used to bring me out of situations uh, that I fell into. Uh, the rod is used uh, to help me out uh, of danger that I may have walked into. Uh, the rod is used uh, when you can't call on nothing else. Uh, call on the rod and the staff. Uh, the rod was used to defend sheep against predators. Uh, the rod and the staff uh, was to ward off enemies. Uh, it's a symbol of God's protection against the enemy. Uh, it's a symbol of God's love. The rod and the staff are part of the same tool working together. My God, the staff, my God, I can lean on even in these days. It's Jesus. He's the one who holds me up. The staff that guides me and keeps me on track. My shoulder, when I'm walking out of damn into danger, the staff moves me back on the path of righteousness. When I'm about to post something uh, that is unseemingly uh, out of his character. It's the stab uh, that tells you to delete, daughter. Uh, don't post that. Uh, when I want to comment uh, or say something uh, outside of character, it is the stab uh, that'll get you back in line. Uh, my God Almighty, uh, he loves me uh, and his comfort uh, is his authority. Uh, he has authority over me. Uh, 
He rules me, my God, as my shepherd. But he doesn't beat me into understanding. He doesn't whoop me. He doesn't beat me to follow him, my God. He said, I stand at the door and knock. My God, those that let me in, I will come in and sup with you. My God. Verse 5 says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Oh my God. Look, ladies, there's been a shift, a shift in direction. We've gone from the fields and the pastures and the still waters to the table. Some have said that the enemies were at the table, but the word of God says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They were there to be a witness. They were invited to see what took place. They got to see what he did for me. Thou anointed my head with oil. See, they saw you get set aside. They saw you getting elevated. They saw, they saw your expansion. They were a witness to your appointment. They saw him consecrate you. He said, thou anointed my head with oil. They saw you being set apart. My God, set up to be set apart, to be used. Your setback is about to be your greatest comeback. They saw you. It says, my cup runneth over. That's the overflow, the blessings, the fulfillment. My God, what is the cup? Come on, preacher. What is the cup? The cup is the vessel that's filled with the oil of God. It means that I have more than enough. It means that I have more than enough. But it also means that I am more than enough. For if God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that lives inside of us than he that is in the world. I have greatness overflowing on the inside. I have greatness overflowing on the inside. My cup is running over. There's room to spill out, to come on my shore. My God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And, and I will dwell, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. To dwell in the house of the Lord means I already have access. I have access to the sanctuary of worship, unhindered access into God's presence. Psalm 24 and 4 says, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, I have access into God. It doesn't matter if the church building is closed or the church building is open. I have access on my shore right from the side of my room. I have access even if I'm in my car. I have access 
access. Even if I'm on my job, I have access to the all-knowing God, the great I am. The Lord is my shepherd. The shepherd, the word comes from the word pastor. In the Latin, it was pastoris from the word shepherd. In Luke, chapter 2, it talks about the angels appearing unto the shepherds. Let me explain something to you. My God Almighty, for those of you, my that may have lost your pastor this week, for those of you that may have lost your pastor this week, I just came to tell you that the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your pastor. He leads you beside the still waters. Be at peace. My God Almighty, he's your shepherd and you shall not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. Let him restore your soul and lead you in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And though it gets scary to know that your leader has carried on, that has passed away, the Lord, my God, will come keep you. He will keep you. He will comfort you. His rod and his staff, my God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell where your pastors dwell. You shall dwell where our father is in the house of the Lord. For how long, Ram? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You don't have to worry about a thing. God has his hands on you. God in control. When God is in control of our situations, we don't have to worry about the disease. We don't have to worry about death because there is an afterlife. There is life after this. Get your life together. Get your business fixed. Get your hand in God's unchanging hand. God in control. He's in control of you and he's in control of me. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for every listener, for every heart, God. For every circumstance, for every situation, God. For we decree and we declare that you are our shepherd. We shall not want. It doesn't matter, God. Where, oh my God, where you take us, God. We know that you're leading us into righteousness. It doesn't matter, God, what's going on around the world. You'll lead us to still waters when things are in chaos. God, you will be our peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. We don't have to understand COVID. We just got to understand that you are our Lord, that you are our shepherd. So I pray for every woman, God, and every man that may tune in. I pray for every woman, God, that will hear this broadcast. And I pray on this 23rd day of May, God, that you will stir something in them from Psalm 23, God, that you will stir in them. Oh, my God, restore, God, their soul, God, so they can feel like pressing on, God. I pray right now, God, that you will restore their joy, restore their love, restore 
restore their peace, restore their mind, restore their heart, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will restore them, God, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, God. And we will be so ever grateful uh, to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the name of Jesus. We will give you praise and honor in the name of Jesus. We pray. Thank you, God. We worship you, God. We worship because you are in control. God in control. God in control. You are in control no matter what it looks like. No matter what it sounds like, God. Whose report shall we believe? We believe the report of the Lord, God. And I thank you for this broadcast. I thank you. I thank you for the word that you have given us today. I thank you, Lord God, how you are restoring us even in this moment right now, God. I thank you that we know, God, who you are to us personally and collectively, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that we can go through this day holding on to the 23rd Psalm, Lord God, knowing that it is you who is our shepherd. Mm. And we pray for every pastor, Lord God. We pray for every pastor, oh God, that is tending to your flock, God. We pray that you will give them strength, oh God. We pray, Lord God, that the angel of the Lord will appear to them like they did in Luke 2. We pray, Lord God, that the angel of the Lord will bring them good tidings, bring them a good word, hallelujah, that they can go out and to share with all the nation and all the world, God. We pray for their covering and their protection, God. We pray for their hearts and their mind. We pray for their souls and their spirit right now. Every pastor that is operating under your name, God, the ones that you call, the ones that you sent, God, not the went, but the ones that you sent to do greater work than these. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so. You can do so with small monthly donations to help us sustain the future episodes. Uh, You can just go to Anchor FM and click on the sponsor tab and you can donate either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or you can stretch out and donate $9.99 a month. Or you may want to just do uh, impartation, just a seed, sow a seed into the ministry. You can send a seed to official Rev K, O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L, Rev K. You can send a seed to the Cash App, official Rev K. <clears throat> May God bless you and keep you. Until then, ladies, always remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank God for each and every one of you. God bless you. Have a wonderful Saturday. Amen. Good morning and thank you for tuning in to And She Shall Be Called Woman with your host for the hour, Reverend Kathy LaFleur. I just want to thank you for tuning in again today. And remember, you can tune in for new episodes every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. 
Pacific Standard Time on Anchor FM. You can also find us streaming on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts. We're on Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and we're also on CastBox and Apple Podcasts. So you can go to any one of those streaming platforms and catch the show. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook page and She Shall Be Called Woman. And we now have an Instagram page. Just look for and She Shall Be Called Woman logo and follow us there for new information and updates. I want to thank all of my returning followers and of course, welcome all of the new listeners to the show. Um, we do have some sponsors information available but I'll give you that at the end of the show Um, let's go ahead and go into prayer so we can get right into our lesson of the day today is May 23rd 2020 on Saturday amen so let us pray father God in the name of Jesus God I thank you right now for all that you have already done God We thank you, oh God, that you have watched over us, Lord, that you have covered us, that you have kept us, God, in the midst of it all, that you alone are God, and we acknowledge you to be our Lord and our Savior. Hallelujah. God, I give you glory on this morning for this word that you have given me, for your daughters, for your people, Lord God, for those that are looking and seeking after the voice of the Lord. I thank you, and I ask you right now, God, that you would decrease me. Lord God, and allow your spirit to increase. Speak now to the people that are listening out for your voice. Oh God, give us instructions and directions. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so the scripture reading is going to come from a familiar text for us this morning. If you can turn with me to Psalm 23. Amen. Psalm 23, a very familiar text in your hearing. Psalm 23, and I'm going to be reading it from the King James Version. So if you have a different translation, that's okay. I'm just going to be reading it from the King James Version. Amen. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointeth my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And so we are going to talk this morning about God in control. God in control. Hallelujah. God is in control. We're going to talk about God in 
control. And so when we look at this passage, we look at Psalm 23, we know that the writer is David and and we understand that he is writing this particular psalm describing what the Lord and who the Lord and how the Lord is to him. But I just want to let you know on this 23rd, huh? 23rd day of May in this 23rd Psalm that the same Lord and the same God that David was writing about, we too can understand this text in our own homes and for our own selves. We can explain to others who God is to us. God in control is the Lord that is our shepherd. Ah, my God. And so let's go ahead and break down the text just verse by verse, just for a few moments here. The Lord is my shepherd. And and when I was looking at it this morning, I began to focus on the word is. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. Now, when you use the word is, is means that I've accepted it. Is means that I've accepted him as uh, my shepherd. Is means that I've claimed him to be so. Is is in the present. Uh, It means right now. Is is, ah my God, it's a word that doesn't bend or alter. It's not Compromising, it means that I'm standing on who I know that he is. It's it's a word of assurance and a word of insurance. He is my shepherd. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. It doesn't matter what it looks like to me. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday or last night or even early this morning. The Lord is, ah, my God, he is my shepherd. Well, what is a shepherd, Rev? A shepherd is a guide. It's, a shepherd is our protector, the one who not only stands in front of me, me, ah, but the one that goes before me, he's the head of my life. He is the one that gives me directions. He watches over me, makes sure that I don't go astray. He's not only my way maker, he's my caretaker. My God, he's my shepherd. The Lord is, I'm assured of this. He's my shepherd. Ah, and it says, I shall not want. Uh, well, what it mean? What does it mean not to want? Uh, not to want means not to lack for anything. It, it means not to long for anything things. It it means to have the desires and to possess it. It it means that there's no void or there's no absence of my God. There's no absence. There is a fulfilling of what everything that I stand in need of. It it, it means uh, not just a wish, but to hope. He's Jehovah Jireh where I lack nothing. My God, he's my provider. So I don't have to worry about needing things. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, and my God will supply every need uh, according to his riches and glory. So my provider is not based off of my bank account. It doesn't have anything to do with stimulus or my checking account. It it has everything to do with his riches and glory. And because he's rich in everything, not just financial riches, he's rich in hope and and he's rich, oh my God, in, in love and he's rich in patience and rich in forgiveness. He's rich in all things. And because he's my shepherd, uh, then I lack nothing. Oh my God. I'm rich in joy. I'm I'm rich in peace. I'm rich in my steadfastness. I'm rich. 
oh my God, in my prayer life. I'm rich in worship. I'm rich because the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Oh my God, I don't lack nothing because he's my shepherd. And then it goes on to say, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Ah, he make me to lie down in green pastures. What does it mean that he makes me to lie down in green pastures? Well, I'm glad you asked. It means that he assembles me. Ah, he appoints. Ah, my sure. He appoints to me ah, where I should rest. He, he designates the area that is required for me to rest peacefully in him. He designates the area for me, a place where there's new opportunity. See, green represents, ah, green is a symbol of, of, of resurrection. It's, it's green is also a sign of growth. Uh, it's, it's, it's a sign of new beginnings, uh, a sign of flourishing, uh, a sign of restoration. Green is, is a sign of safety and fertility. It's, it's a symbol of freshness and, and harmony and hope. So he makes me to rest. Uh, he assembles me in a place where I can rest peacefully and knowing that there is a resurrection that's happening on the inside of me, uh, a sign of growth and, and my maturity. I, I can rest in knowing that he is maturing me right where I am. He's going to show me a new beginning, a sign where I can flourish and, and be restored, uh, a sign where I feel safe and a sign where I am fertile. I can produce some things. He, he makes me to lie down. He assembles me. Uh, he appoints me into a place, a designated place where I can just rest. Marshall, knowing that the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me, oh my God, besides the still waters. A part of a stream where there is no visible current. Still waters means that nothing is moving in chaos. Still waters mean that there's nothing disrupting or nothing disturbing. My peace, my laying down and resting in him. Still waters is a place of purification. The water represents life. Still waters where it can be still and I can see clearly. Still waters. Still waters. My God, he he leadeth me beside the still waters. He he doesn't take me into chaos. He he doesn't take me into drama. He doesn't take me into a a place where I'm disturbed and and, 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 and detoured. Oh my God, there are places where I can't see my way through. I am in a place where there is still waters. And then it says, my God, and he restoreth my soul. Well, preacher, what do you mean that he restores my soul? If, if there was ever a time when we needed our soul restored, now is the time. In the midst of COVID-19, in the midst of coronavirus, in the midst of politics versus religion, in the midst of bickering and arguing, in the midst of death all around. God takes me to a place where he restores my soul. My God, the key word in restoration is rest. He takes me into a place to give me time to rest. He took me off work. Why God? So I can rest in him. He took me He took me out of church. Why God? So I can rest in him. It's a place where I can replenish, where my soul can be revived, where I can feel renewed. 
renewed. Now I'm in the face of my shoulder. When, when things come up against me, now in the face of the enemy, now in the face of, of, of trauma, I can still rest and be restored. I, I can face the issues once I'm restored. I, I, now I can handle the attacks once I'm restored. Now I can prepare for the problems once he restores me. There's no problem too big for me to face because God is in my life. He restores what's on the inside of me. My God, hallelujah. I know that there are some things that have been restored externally. Your bank account may have been restored. Your marriage, in the midst of this rest, your marriage has been restored. Families have been restored. Friendships have been restored. My God, hallelujah. There are things that are being restored. My God, refreshed and, and renewed and revived because the Lord is my shepherd. He leadeth me in the path of, path of righteousness for his name's sake. My God, glory, hallelujah. Where he takes me, it's the right directions. It's not just physically. It's not just a physical location, but it's mentally where he takes me in my mind because I don't have to think about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen later on today. He leads me in the path of righteousness. My mind is stayed on him. My heart is stayed on him. My eyes are fixed on him. My heart depends on him. He said, I lead you. He leads me in the path of righteousness. Why? For his namesake. The thing that I think are his thoughts. The thing that I speak are his words. Proverbs 4 and 11 says, I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. God will make known to us the path of our life. In his presence is fullness of joy. And he does it for his namesake. For his representation and his reputation. His name reveals his character. His name reveals his attributes. His name reveals his personality and his sovereignty. His deity, his seal and his approval. His signature, my God. His namesake. He said, I'm doing it so they'll know my name. I'm doing it so they'll call my name. I'm doing it so they'll depend on me. I am the God in charge. I am the God in control. I am the God of your salvation. I am the Lord, your shepherd. You shall not want. I'll restore you. I'll keep you. And I'll lead you in a path of righteousness for my name's sake, my God. They'll know when they see you going the right way, it was because you're going in my, my name. I am the way, the truth, and the life, my God. Then it says, yea, though I walk through the valley, I shut that Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Even through the plagues that are spreading throughout the land, my God, everywhere you turn, death is all around us. My God Almighty, a shadow on my shore. See, a shadow can be scary. A shadow casts off an image and it makes things appear bigger than they actually are. If you're in the 
dark and you see a shadow, you can't really be sure what you're looking at. And the suspense of danger can frighten you. But the word says, even when I can't tell what it is, I will fear no evil because I know you're with me. The God that said he'll never leave nor forsake me. When I have to go out and shop for my family in this COVID season, I know thou are with me. When I have to go to different appointments, I will not fear because I know you are with me. They made some people go back to work, but I'm telling you, sons and daughters, don't fear for God is with you. Fear not evil because he's with you. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you don't have to fear no evil because the Lord God is in control. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The shepherding tool, my God, was a staff. It was something for the shepherds to lean on in case the ground was not dry for them to sit on. It was rest for the shepherds. The, the tools are the rod and the staff. They're one tool in one. One end, Marshall, is a long stick, but the back end is a hook. My God, that's called the rod. The long part is called the staff. But the, see, the, the, there was a rumor going around that the, the rod was used for correction and discipline. Mm, but the shepherd doesn't beat the sheep uh, to force them to follow. I'm not sure. The rod is used for protection. It's a symbol of love. With loving kindness, he says, have I drawn thee. The curled end of the staff is the rod and it was used to pull sheep out of danger. Pull you out of misfortune. Pull you out of unfortunate situations. When the sheep were caught in the thick brush or the sheep fell into deep waters, the rod was used to defend, oh my God, to help you up out of the deep waters. The rod is used to help us out when we fall. So every time I show you think of falling, think of your shepherd bringing you out. The rod is used to bring me out. The rod is used to bring me out of situations that I fell into. The rod is used to help me out of danger that I may have walked into. The rod is used when you can't call on nothing else. Call on the rod and the staff. The rod was used to defend sheep against predators. The rod and the staff was to ward off enemies. It's a symbol of God's protection against the enemy. It's a symbol of God's love. The rod and the staff are part of the same tool working together. My God, the staff, my God, I can lean on even in these days. It's Jesus. He's the one who holds me up. The staff that guides me and keeps me on track. My shoulder, when I'm walking out of damn into danger, the staff moves me back on the path of righteousness. When I'm about to post something that is unseemingly out of his character, it's the staff that tells you to delete, daughter. Don't post that. When I want to comment or say something outside of character, it is the staff that'll get you back in line. My God Almighty, he loves me and his comfort is his authority. He has authority over me. He ruled me, my God, as 
my shepherd, but he doesn't beat me into understanding. He doesn't whoop me. He doesn't beat me to follow him. My God, he said, I stand at the door and knock. My God, those that let me in, I will come in and sup with you. My God, verse five says, thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of my enemy. Oh my God, look ladies, there's been a shift, a shift in direction. We've gone from the fields and the pastures and the still waters to the table. Some have said that the enemies were at the table, but the word of God says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. They were there to be a witness. They were invited to see what took place. They got to see what he did for me. Thou anointed my head with oil. See, they saw you get set aside. They saw you getting elevated. They saw, they saw your expansion. They were a witness to your appointment. They saw him consecrate you. He said, thou anointed my head with oil. They saw you being set apart. My God, set up to be set apart, to be used. Your setback is about to be your greatest comeback. They saw you. It says, my cup runneth over. That's the overflow, the blessings, the fulfillment. My God, what is the cup? Come on, preacher, what is the cup? The cup is the vessel that's filled with the oil of God. It means that I have more than enough. It means that I have more than enough. But it also means that I am more than enough. For if God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that lives inside of us than he that is in the world. I have greatness overflowing on the inside. I have greatness overflowing on the inside. My cup is running over. There's room to spill out, to come on my soul. My God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And, and I will dwell, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. To dwell in the house of the Lord means I already have access. I have access to the sanctuary of worship, unhindered access into God's presence. Psalm 24 and four says, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, I have access into God. It doesn't matter if the church building is closed or the church building is open. I have access on my shore right from the side of my room. I have access even if I'm in my car. I have access even if I'm on my job. I have access to the all-knowing God, the great I am, the Lord is.
is my shepherd. The shepherd, the word comes from the word pastor. In the Latin, it was pastoris from the word shepherd. In Luke, chapter 2, it talks about the angels appearing unto the shepherds. Let me explain something to you. My God Almighty, for those of you that may have lost your pastor this week, for those of you that may have lost your pastor this week, I just came to tell you that the Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your shepherd. The Lord is your pastor. He leads you beside the still waters. Be at peace. My God Almighty, he's your shepherd and you shall not want. He makes you to lie down in green pastures. He leads you beside the still waters. Let him restore your soul and lead you in the path of righteousness for his namesake. And though it gets scary to know that your leader has carried on, that has passed away, the Lord, my God, will come keep you. He will keep you. He will comfort you. His rod and his staff, my God, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you shall dwell where your pastors dwell. You shall dwell where our father is in the house of the Lord. For how long, Rev? Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. You don't have to worry about a thing. God has his hands on you. God in control. When God is in control of our situations, we don't have to worry about the disease. We don't have to worry about death because there is an afterlife. There is life after this. Get your life together. Get your business fixed. Get your hand in God's unchanging hand. God in control. He's in control of you and he's in control of me. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you, God. I thank you for every listener, for every heart, God. For every circumstance, for every situation, God. For we decree and we declare that you are our shepherd. We shall not want. It doesn't matter, God. Where, oh my God, where you take us, God. We know that you're leading us into righteousness. It doesn't matter, God, what's going on around the world. You'll lead us to still waters when things are in chaos. God, you will be our peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. We don't have to understand COVID. We just got to understand that you are our Lord, that you are our shepherd. So I pray for every woman, God, and every man that may tune in. I pray for every woman, God, that will hear this broadcast. And I pray on this 23rd day of May, God, that you will stir something in them from Psalm 23, God, that you will stir in them. Oh my God, restore God, their soul, God, so they can feel like pressing on God. I pray right now, God, that you will restore their joy, restore their love, restore 
restore their peace, restore their mind, restore their heart, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will restore them, God, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, God. And we will be so ever grateful uh, to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory in the name of Jesus. We will give you praise and honor in the name of Jesus. We pray. Thank you, God. We worship you, God. We worship because you are in control. God in control. God in control. You are in control no matter what it looks like. No matter what it sounds like, God. Whose report shall we believe? We believe the report of the Lord God. And I thank you for this broadcast. I thank you. I thank you for the word that you have given us today. I thank you, Lord God, how you are restoring us even in this moment right now, God. I thank you that we know, God, who you are to us personally and collectively, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, that we can go through this day holding on to the 23rd Psalm, Lord God, knowing that it is you who is our shepherd. Mm. And we pray for every pastor, Lord God. We pray for every pastor, oh God, that is tending to your flock, God. We pray that you will give them strength, oh God. We pray, Lord God, that the angel of the Lord will appear to them like they did in Luke 2. We pray, Lord God, that the angel of the Lord will bring them good tidings, bring them a good word, hallelujah, that they can go out and to share with all the nation and all the world, God. We pray for their covering and their protection, God. We pray for their hearts and their mind. We pray for their souls and their spirit right now. Every pastor that is operating under your name, God, the ones that you called, the ones that you sent, God, not the went, but the ones that you sent to do greater work than these. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like to become a sponsor of this podcast, you can do so. You can do so with small monthly donations to help us sustain the future episodes. Uh, you can just go to Anchor FM and click on the sponsor tab and you can donate either 99 cents a month, $4.99 a month, or you can stretch out and donate $9.99 a month. Or you may want to just do uh, impartation, just a seed, sow a seed into the ministry. You can send a seed to official Rev K, O F F I C I A L, Rev K. You can send a seed to the Cash App, official Rev K. <clears throat> May God bless you and keep you. Until then, ladies, always remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank God for each and every one of you. God bless you. Have a wonderful Saturday. Amen.